What's up, everybody? It's your girl, BK Carter, and I'm back. Please forgive me for not putting up an episode last week. I had some teeth pulled out, and I could barely talk over the swelling and the spit that was coming out of my mouth. But your girl is back at least 90%. Um, on this episode, we talking Rhapsody, we talking Summerella, what the orange paste is doing, and why after 20, all of a sudden, you're an adult. So sit back, relax, and let's get this thing poppin'. Alright you guys, so Marlena Evans of Snow Hill, North Carolina. North Carolina, come on and raise her. Take your shirt off, twist it around your head, put it like a helicopter. Y'all know Petey Pablo. Um, Marlena Evans, a.k.a. Rhapsody. She is the wave, y'all. Um, some of y'all may know her. She's been out for a minute, but she's one of those female artists that's not out here talking about drop the booty, shake the ass, bust it wide open, and get the cash. Oh, bars. She not walking around here where the booty popped out of her stomach and implanted into her butt and all of that. Rhapsody is the truth, y'all. She is the new wave, let me tell you. She recently dropped a project um, with Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott, to whom finally won her Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award from v- from MTV, VH1, Viacom, and all the whole nines. She finally got her accolades. Um, but... Rhapsody is a force to be reckoned with, y'all. Um, some of y'all may know her from her song Afeni, which samples Tupac's Keep Your Head Up. Oftentimes, she's compared to the likes of Tupac, Kendrick Lamar, of course, the Queen, Queen Latifah, Snoop Dogg, with her flow, with her cadence, with her lyrical content, with her social awareness. She wants to bring all of that to the forefront, respect for women from men and women having respect for themselves. She truly is the definition, y'all. I'm telling you, Rhapsody is truly the definition of women empowerment. Like, nobody's touching her. When I tell you I am a fan, I'm like an F-A-N fan. You know what I'm saying? I will never say that I'm a stand for somebody because I think that's kind of obsessive. And Eminem wrote a song about what can happen if you stand for somebody. But I am most definitely, most definitely um, a fan of hers. Truly an underdog. Truly does not get the respect that she deserves. Truly does not get the recognition that she deserves. But on my platform, Rhapsody, she is the truth, y'all. And um, in the song of Fanny, she had a lyric. And I want a lot of y'all black brothers to hear this. She said, black brother, you may overlook our beauty, but you stay loving on others. And it's unfortunate in the time that we live in because a lot of black men have this tendency to love on others. And then, you know, when things don't go the way they might want it to go, then they come back. But I'm telling y'all, listen to Rhapsody's albums, listen to the song of Fanny. She's the truth, y'all. Like, give props where props is due, most definitely. 
24-year-old Atlanta sweetheart, Summerella is here to stay, y'all, with hits like Pretty Bitches in a Trap and Do You Miss It, which she dropped earlier this summer, is making mad buzz right now. Um, Pretty Bitches in a Trap is an old song, but a lot of people is bumping the remix that has Gucci Mane on it, and I can't lie, that's my song too. Um, she signed to Polo Don's label. And she's definitely an underdog right now. Like, she's cute. She has cute little dimples. She can sing. She's definitely the new wave of R&B. Um, if you heard the song, Do You Miss It? It samples uh, Mary J. Blige, the queen of hip-hop and R&B. I can love you. I can love you better than she can. I know that you, that song with Little Kim on there, um, it samples that song, so it's definitely a bop. Um, if Polo the Don continues what he's doing with Summerella right now, keeping her into the lane of R&B and not really that sing rapping stuff that DJ Mustard is kind of doing with Ella May, and Ella May has an amazing voice. But if Polo the Don can keep her on the wave of, like, strictly R&B and, you know, giving her the right music, I see Summerella taking over everything. Summerella, her, LMA, if they all can get on the right train, if they get the right producers behind them, um, the right vocal coaches behind them, these young ladies are going to be amazing. Thing. So watch out for Summerella, y'all. She is coming. I know she said new music is dropping soon. So definitely be on the lookout of it. We're going to sit here and talk about it. And yeah. Adulting, adulting, adulting. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay my auto bills? Destiny's Child, the original ask the right questions and they were way ahead of their time asking these questions i'm 30 and i'm asking these questions can you help me pay my bills because you know it's hard out here especially when you're focused and you got your hand in a million different things at one time it's like the bills there's more bills there's a little bit more money but there's more bills oh why is this so hard like Am I the only one that looks at themselves in the mirror and just be like, damn, another fucking bill? Like, what is this bill this time? And sometimes it'd be a bill that you forgot about, like a medical bill they send you in the mail from a month ago. And you're like, shit, now I got to pay this bill. Or like the car needs to get an oil change. You know, that's not something that you do often, but when it's time to get an all change, you're like, shit, now I got to get an all change, but I'm trying to get this business popping up off the ground. But if I don't got the car to get me to the business, then I'm fucked. So then you got to get the oil change done. So the first time I realized that I was going to through it, through a process of adulting, Lord, I can't talk going through a process of adulting. I was 25 years old. The first thing that happened was the United States government sent me a letter in the mail. It said, hey girl, 
you're 25 years old, you're no longer covered on your parents' medical insurance, dental insurance, or any of their health plans. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So now I have to locate me a job that has health benefits because I have to take care of my own health now. No longer able to rely on my parents to take care of my health. So that's the first thing. Then I was in grad school and I started noticing that my friends from college, their careers were kind of moving and shaking, turning left and right. And I was like, hmm, I'm getting more bills and more bills and more bills. But the job that I'm doing, I'm just like, this is not, this is not the wave. This is not it right now. Like, I'm on the wave. Um, shout out to Rose Gold. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the move at all. So at 25, boom, I hit my quarter life crisis. I'm like, my career is not going in any direction because I have no career path. The money is just not flowing, honey. And I'm losing my mind. So for my 25th birthday, I went to the hair salon and I said to my hairstylist, Evan, shout out to Evan, um, cut my hair off. My hair was about shoulder length at the time. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, just cut it off because, you know, I'm going through something. And for most women, when they cut their hair off, it's like a new beginning and they're starting over, they're starting fresh, and they just want to take over the world at that point. So I cut my hair off, right, and found myself still paying bills. It wasn't until the following year when I went to Atlanta and I put myself in a different environment. It wasn't the best environment because I really didn't enjoy my time in Atlanta, but I put myself in a different environment that helped me see something else that was helped me to that was able to help me focus on the direction that I wanted my career path to go, right? So you're wondering, what bills is it that I have to pay? Now, as far as the household everyday survival bills, um, I have rent and water the car note and car insurance, renter's insurance, cell phone, groceries, internet. Um, and then as far as like miscellaneous things, you have the gas, you're getting your hair done, getting your nails done. I'm a pet parent. Um, so I have to supply for my pets. And then like I told y'all earlier, I went to the dentist. So I had to go to the dentist. That's a bill. Um, my therapist gets my coin and I think in a future episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of therapy because my therapist and the path and the journey that we're going on to get my life together is truly, truly amazing. Um, but addition to my bills, I said rent and then I have a business that I'm running and then I have a startup that I'm trying to fund, get funds for, and things of that nature, in addition to my everyday job that I have. And it's just like, I don't have any kids, I'm not married or anything like that, but just that alone is a juggle. 
I wouldn't say it's a struggle because it builds my character, but it is a juggle trying to figure out, okay, well, A, B, C, D here, E, F, G there. So when am I going to do X, Y, Z? But I guess that's just adulting, right? I'm tired, y'all. I'm truly tired. The orange paste, he's done it again. As many of you may know, Hurricane Dorian hit um, last weekend on the U.S. territories, the islands, many vacation spots that many people across the world travel to. And the Orange Paste decided that he was going to be a supreme dickhead and not allow people of those islands to evacuate for his own selfish reasons. The Orange Paste stated, I do not want to allow people that aren't supposed to be in the Bahamas into the U.S., including some very bad people. Now my question, don't very bad people come from all over the world? And aren't very bad people, unfortunately, allowed into this country, the land of the free, every single day? So you mean to tell me that as a person of leadership, you still are unable to put your own egotistical pride aside and allow the people of the Bahamas to flee their country so they don't die because there's a hurricane coming. The Bahamian people, Bohemian people, Bahamian? The people of the Bahamas. I'm not sure how to say that because you have Bohemian people, Bohemian people. Bohemian people are the people of the Bahamas. Bohemian people are across the, across the way. You are unable to allow them to enter the country because you do not want to allow, quote unquote, very bad people into the United States of America. But anytime I turn on the news, I see a very bad person that looks like orange paste, always talking something foolish, always tweeting something even more ridiculous. It's, it baffles me. So this man proceeded to say that the people of the Bahamas needed to possess a visitor's visa in order to evacuate a hurricane. Now, I cannot remember in all the years that I have been on this earth ever hearing that in order to evacuate a country such as the Bahamas, the Jamaicas, any of the U.S. territories, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, wherever is on the coastline, on those islands that a visitor's visa needs to be filed in order to evacuate. The whole point of evacuation is to get out of that situation as quickly as possible so you do not have to experience the trauma that is going to come with a hurricane, with a tornado, with any type of natural disaster that can ultimately ruin your life. This is the question I have for the orange piece. People of Ireland were trying to evacuate. Would then you say, no, we don't want very bad people 
into the country? Would people of Australia be allowed into the country? But then again, the Australians, it might be a point of question because they are in Australia and they tan very dark. The Italians, the Swedens, the Czechoslovakians, are these people allowed into the country pre-evacuation? Or is it because the people of the islands are black people, they're people of color, and you do not want these people in the country for God knows what reason, because you're an idiot, because you look like orange paste, because you have been wearing the same comb over since 1938, the fact that you're an idiot, or is it the fact that you're an idiot? I've never in my life experienced such outright hatred and bigotry like I have with this man that is supposed to be running the country. And the last time I talked about the orange paste, I said, well, if it was his children and his current wife, would orange paste do the same things that he has done to those people? Now, again, I asked the same question. Your current wife, she's from one of those Czech countries. If she was trying to flee, now let's be clear, his wife is not pale. His wife is not pasty. His wife does not look like orange paste. If she was trying to flee and you guys were not married, would you allow her in the country? I wonder, you guys, whether it's two of you that listen to this, 10 of you, or 50, the elections are coming. Voting is so important. I hate when I hear us say that our votes don't matter, our votes don't matter, our votes don't matter. We have to go out in overwhelming numbers, whether we're walking, running, biking, jogging, on the bus, on the train, carpooling or on top of the 18-wheeler trying to get there. We have to vote. Primary election, we have to vote local government, we have to vote presidential, we have to vote. Because we cannot go another four years the way that we have with the outpour of the hate and the disgust and the disdain for people that are simply just minding their business. We have to vote, y'all. We have to vote something better. I don't know who's better. I don't know which direction it will be, but we have to vote better, y'all. So please, the way we voted for Barack in 2008 and the way we voted and reelected him, we have to do the same thing again. There's some pretty good candidates out there. Just Google them, look them up, follow CNN News, ABC News, Fox News, NBC News, whoever, BBC News, we have to vote, y'all. We have to. All right, you guys. So I just want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of BK Talks Too Much. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for being my friend.
Nah.